From a totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation? Intriguing stories and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. What if you took the time to really soak it? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca, and I love that you have decided to tune in. So big thank you for that. Whatever happens to be on your mind, I want to know. My awesome team helps me with the production of the show that will bring you not only entertainment, but practical knowledge about stuff we think that you care about. So let me know what's on your mind. Shoot me an email at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. And if you miss part of this show, you can pick up right where you left off. Just hop on over to my website, talkwithfrancesca.com, and listen there under recent shows. And in case you don't know, there are also hundreds of episodes to listen to on iTunes, so plenty of places to tune in and at your convenience. I have a few awesome giveaways today. I'm looking for the fifth emailer at info at talkwithfrancesca.com to win a $25 gift certificate to the Tides in Nahant. And you might not be feeling the heat yet, but before you know it, it'll be summer. And what a place to have lunch or dinner sitting by the ocean. So again, I'm looking for the fifth emailer, so hop on your computer now and good luck. All right, this portion of Talk with Francesca is sponsored by Terramia Restaurante in the North End. They have absolutely, and I'm not kidding you, the best Italian food in the North End. So check them out. I promise you won't be disappointed. Okay, enough housekeeping. Let's get going. All right, the debate, excuse me, on legalizing marijuana has been ongoing for years. Some states, including here in Massachusetts, now allow, as you know, recreational use for adults 21 years and older. However, it is still legal for employers to terminate employees for testing positive for marijuana. Makes no sense to me. Anyway, State Senator Jason Lewis is working to have those employers on the same page as the recently changed marijuana law. A previous guest on the show, Bernadette Coughlin, has teamed up with attorney David Hadass, partner at Drone Hit and Hadass in Boston, in the fight to prevent workers from being fired for marijuana use during off-duty hours. Again, I'll repeat that, off-duty hours. Their goal is to prevent this from happening to other employees in the state. Nicknamed Bernadette's bill was recently uh, filed. And David Hadass is back with us today. And the second half of the show, Bernadette will also join us. So welcome back, David. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Francesca. Good to be with you. So David, last time we had you on the show, you and Bernadette were working to have the law changed that allow employers to terminate workers for testing positive for marijuana consumption. So what's the latest update? So Bernadette, um, to her credit, has uh, been willing to meet with legislators um, and others to talk about what happened to her and uh, within the hopes that um, something can be done legislatively to prevent this from happening to people in the future. And we've gotten really, um, really positive feedback from members of the legislature, um, including Senator Jason Lewis, who uh, has taken the lead on this. He's been involved in mar- marijuana issues before as, uh, as a state senator. Uh, he headed a, a commission, uh, a, a study commission, to look at this. So he's one of the leading voices on the issue. And uh, he has filed a bill um, that essentially would protect employees um, from being uh, drug tested by their employers and uh, fired or uh, subject to other adverse employment um, actions as a result of their use of marijuana. Um, 
during their own private times. No one is talking about employees using uh, while on duty. Um, it's all it's all about private use on their own private time. And it stays in your system for a very long time, doesn't it? Yes, unlike say alcohol or other drugs, um, when you get tested for marijuana, the test does not say that you are impaired at that moment um, or that you used three weeks ago. It doesn't differentiate between that. So when you, when you if you get tested by your employer um, and it comes out positive, you know, that may mean that you used it, you know, a couple weeks before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, David, in what way do companies who still have these regulations in place benefit from doing so? Well, you know, I think um, the landscape is, is changing very rapidly um, uh, in, in terms of laws on the books, uh, and employers need to kind of catch up with that. And, um, and, uh, and and I think more and more they are. I, I've heard anecdotally that employers are dropping uh, drug testing or, or drug testing for marijuana, or if they're or if they still do so, um, and there's a positive test, they're not necessarily firing employees. I mean that's part. I think I think that's partly recognizing uh, different attitudes about marijuana and also. Uh, and also the um, uh, the economy, uh, employers with with the unemployment rate down uh, pretty low, or are, are uh, you know looking for different ways to accommodate employees. Hey, David, I have a totally different question. You know, obviously it's illegal to drive while impaired, right, from using marijuana. But there's no sobriety test for marijuana like there is for alcohol. So, I mean, how is the law enforcement identifying impaired drivers on the road? And I guess part B of that question would be, would that hold up in a court of law? Yeah, that's a very good question. And and I know that the Massachusetts legislature, and I'm sure others across the country are struggling with this, because uh, as I understand it, um, there really is not a good uh, test, a, a roadside test, uh, like there is with a breathalyzer with alcohol. Um to uh, to test drivers, so it's I'm, I'm not sure how that's going to shake out and and what they're going to come up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, not not an easy solution. Maybe they're maybe maybe uh, you know they'll come up with something uh, that can you know accurately test whether someone's impaired or not. But as of now, I don't think that thing that thing exists. What legal advice do you have for someone being asked to step out of their vehicle during a traffic stop if the officer smells burnt marijuana? Well. On the alcohol side, uh, most most lawyers advise um, drivers not to take the test. It's not uh, you can't be compelled to do so, and your refusal to do so um, does not come into play in in court. So, in other words, the prosecutor, uh, when it, when when it comes down to the trial, uh, cannot tell the jury that you refused. The breathalyzer. Okay, so that's alcohol. On the on the marijuana side, um, since there is no test, uh, but if, if if there is a test, I guess I would um, I would advise people to do the same thing and and refuse the test unless unless you're completely unimpaired, in which case you know you might as well go ahead and do it. But mm-hmm. uh, but if you are, I think that the best advice is to. Uh, Okay, David, we do need to take a short break, but I have a couple of questions that have come in from Facebook. So listeners, stay with us here. Don't go away. We will be right back. 
Every one of us will need a lawyer at some point in our lives, and if that point has already come for you, you know you need a good one. You need a qualified one, one who will defend your interests with exceptional knowledge and dedication. Luckily, I know where to find that lawyer. Whether your case involves real estate, employment, business law, or a governmental agency, David Hadass of Drone Hit and Hadass is ready to help. With broad experience throughout the Boston area, David specializes in civil litigation and appellate law. He's been named Massachusetts Super Lawyer and Top Business Litigator for four consecutive years by Boston Magazine. David represents large and small businesses as well as individuals. Find him online at Drone hit.com for more information to get started discussing your solution today. When you need legal representation, accept nothing less than the professional expertise of David Hadass of Drone Hit and Hadass. Looking for a unique experience to dining? Rio Brazilian Steakhouse brings an authentic Brazilian flavor with a great atmosphere to the restaurant scene in Plymouth. The interior is warm and welcoming, and the buffet style offers a relaxed atmosphere while offering fine dining with the traditional rodizio style from Rio, the heart of Brazil. Come dine and watch your dishes being prepared and cooked over the grill. Plymouth's best-kept secret, Rio Brazilian Steakhouse offers a full buffet daily, along with wine and beer. Rio Brazilian Steakhouse is located at 318 Court Street in Plymouth and is open seven days a week. For an unforgettable experience from start to finish, visit them at riosteakhouserestaurant.com. You'll be glad you did. Did you know it's a fact that clutter creates stress? Want to go from a frustrated arg to a refreshed ah feeling when walking into your home? If days have turned into weeks and weeks have turned into months with papers and clothes piling up, the garage or attic is packed-filled, your kid's room is a disaster, your office is a mess, your space has officially reached chaos status, and you can't even think straight, call Lisa from Oasis Home Organizing. Not only will she help you to create organizational systems, but she will make sure those systems work flawlessly with you and your family lifestyle. I know because I've recently called Lisa and couldn't be happier. Visit her at oasishomeorganizing.com. Start decluttering and call Lisa today so that you'll be more productive, less stressed, and have more physical and mental space to focus on what matters most. Call Lisa at 617-939-3716 because your home is a place you should want to come home to. Tides is beachside dining at its best all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room and the pub can't be beat, no matter what the season. Nominated for Best of the North Shore from North Shore Magazine for Best Alfresco Dining, Best Kid-Friendly Restaurant, Best Lobster Dinner, and Best Water View. Why would you go anywhere else? Whether you choose their dining room, a frosty pint at their bar, or a sun-drenched deck on Nahant Beach, they guarantee you great atmosphere with super food and service. Their menu is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out their drink menu for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with their state-of-the-art tap wines. They feature full-service lottery and kino. Tides is the place to watch any big game. They have over 20 HD TVs. At Tides, they specialize in casual dining with food that's just delicious, not pretentious. Tides is a fantastic restaurant anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. 
right, we are back, and you are listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm speaking to David Hadass. He's a partner at Drone Hit and Hadass, and we are talking about marijuana and being fired from her job for smoking marijuana during her off hours. Welcome back, David. Thank you, Francesca. Good to be with you. Do any of these recent changes to legislature regarding recreational marijuana use affect those who are currently serving time or on probation for the same actions in the past when it was considered a crime? Well, I think that there is a lot of of, uh, movement in that direction um, from what I understand. Uh, you know, anyone uh, anyone who has had uh, evictions on their record uh, for uh, possession or use of marijuana, um, I hope that, that that those types of things can can get expunged with the law with the law having changed it's uh it's really unfair for people uh who have who have those uh those items on their record from mm-hmm. the past and and so, you know sometimes when you have a criminal record that can re- impact uh your life in different ways go, uh, going forward so uh i don't th- i don't think uh, i don't know if there's anything that's happening uh quite yet but i know that there's been a lot of discussion about that and hopefully there there's movement toward that Okay, so I've got a couple questions from Facebook. Elizabeth from Burlington asked, David, what made you decide to represent Bernadette? Well, I represent um, employees uh, who have had uh, adverse employment actions taken against them uh, by by employers um, in all different contexts. Um, so this is this fits within mm-hmm. what I do, but it's particularly important to me to see uh bernadette get some relief here because i mean this is she she is a lovely woman who was very well regarded at her uh, place of work um used marijuana very casually uh, on her own time uh, in the privacy of her own home and it just offends me that an employer would uh insist on drug testing someone like that and Mm -hmm. then and then firing them, um, especially when no one has ever suggested that she uh, used during work hours or at work. Um, nothing, nothing of that sort. Mm-hmm. Um, so it offends me from a from a privacy perspective. Uh, we all should be able to return to our own homes uh, after work in the evening and uh, and not have our employers, you know, essentially. Uh, be prying into our private lives and figuring out what we're doing and then taking action against us. Right. Okay, Elizabeth, thank you for that question. I have another one. Elaine from East Boston. What would be your argument about medical self-care? If someone needs marijuana for medical reasons and they're smoking during during their off hours, how can a company fire someone for that? Yeah, well, that's that's exactly uh, that's exactly right. Um, and there there is a very good law um, on the medical side, so if someone went and saw a doctor and was prescribed marijuana and has a um, uh, what's called a medical marijuana card, that person is protected from um, adverse employment action by their employer. Uh, whereas a recreational user who may um, who may have the same issues that a medical patient has, but because it's uh, legal recreationally, maybe skips the, you know, going to the doctor and getting a prescription because you can just walk into a, a shop now and, and buy it for yourself. Uh, and those people have, have less protection. So hopefully the law will move in a direction um, that, uh, that will uh, provide that type of person uh, some protection. 
So we have another question from another woman. I'm interested. This is interesting. They're all women who are asking these questions. <laughs> Emily from Woburn, do you believe, David, this case will hinder Bernadette's ability to find work in her field due to this case? Well, uh, I hope I hope not. I don't think so. Um, Bernadette, uh, like I said before, has been willing to kind of put herself out there um, in, in speaking with speaking out about this, speaking with members of the legislature. So she's uh, been interviewed a number of times, and her name is out there. And uh, opposite effect, I hope um, I hope there's an employer out there who uh, who's looking for someone good and experienced, and um, and and hopefully that helps Bernadette in the future uh, land on her feet. Mm-hmm. Um, David, are there um, any laws regarding medical marijuana that are totally different than recreational? Uh, well, I mean, the, the history of, of this over the past 10 or so years in Massachusetts is that it's um, marijuana liberalization has, has sort of gone step by step. So first it was decriminalization, yep. uh, then it was medical, and now it's recreational. So it's sort of, you know, a, a step by step process, and that's been replicated somewhat in other states as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, so uh, I, I guess, you know, that I don't think that there's much of a difference if someone were to get it um, through a uh, medical dispensary versus uh, um, one of the one of the new shops that have opened up just in recent months. Right. Uh, other other than, uh, as I said, a medical patient is going to have. Uh, more protection under the law than a recreational user. Right. So, David, um, right before the break, um, I had asked you, we know that it's legal to smoke or ingest marijuana in Massachusetts, but is it still legal to possess with the intent to distribute? I mean, we've got the pot shops, right? Right. So now there's a whole regulatory um, system in place, and the Cannabis Control Commission is the uh, governing body that uh, that comes up with the rules of the road, so to speak. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So li- there are licensed uh, pot shops now, yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, and and they're allowed to sell to uh, adults. Uh, and, and there are there are limitations on the amount that can be sold, and there are, so there are all those rules in place. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you cannot. Uh, you, you still, uh, as an individual, as a, an unlicensed individual, um, uh, sell to uh, to other people. Uh, that's that's still against the law. And I mean that's reasonable. I think so. What do you think? Well, yeah. I mean, this is what this is what people have been talking about for for years. Um, uh, let's make marijuana legal. Let's regulate it. Let's tax it. Uh, let's treat it like uh, like alcohol. Um, right. So, uh, and it is taxable, right? Now, it's, it's taxed. Um, yeah, it's taxed, and it's uh, and it's only sold by licensed. Uh, by licensed uh, retailers. Mm-hmm. Oh, here comes another question from Facebook. Amy from Wakefield, what have you learned about Bernadette on a personal level that might give you the confidence that you can successfully win her case, or is that relevant at all? Well, um, you know, every case is a human story. Um, so, uh, so, so Bernadette, for example, um, was someone who was uh, was really 
valued and um, and well liked in her place of employment. She she was a food services manager for um, a company called uh, Sodexo, mm-hmm. uh, which is a which is a global food services contractor. And uh, Bernadette worked at Holy Family Hospital in Bethune, um, and she supervised a number of. Uh, people who would, um, if, if, if you've ever been in the hospital, um, you know, people deliver your meals, right? Right. Uh, and so, uh, and so Bernadette was the manager of a, of a crew of people who, who did that. Um, mostly very young people in their twenties and Bernadette was sort of the mother hen of the, of the place. They call, they would call her uh, mom or work mom. Uh, and she and she would always call them the kids. Uh, so really, I nice mean, atmosphere there. Yeah, this is real camaraderie. Is, yeah, someone who really, when she, when she got up in the morning, she really you know couldn't wait to get to work. She liked it. They they liked her. She did a great job. Mm. And um, and it's really unfortunate. Uh, someone uh, someone from uh, corporate human resources. Uh, after the drug test came back positive, uh, who had never met her before, uh, called her and and fired her on the spot. On the phone. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's like that's a, that's a that's a tough one for sure. Well, David, thank you so much for being with us here today. Um, of course, we can't bring up Bernadette and not include her, so hear what she has to say. So, thanks so much for being with us here today. It's been a pleasure. Thank All you. Right. All right, David, you take care. All right we do need to take a short break again and when we come back we're going to get Bernadette on the phone so stay with us here listeners it's vital for dogs of all ages to have an understanding of socially acceptable behavior and the folks at a fox and hound harborside understand just that the dedicated staff is well trained in a variety of services to enrich your pooch's well-being a Fox and Hounds Harborside offers grooming services as well as a puppy socialization and enrichment program to help your new furry friend learn commands and leash behavior. Located on Lincoln Street in Hingham, call 781-385-7369 today. A Fox and Hounds Harborside, where dogs come to find their direction. The new Cobblestone Cafe on Hanover Street in Boston brings casual, on-the-go American fare to the North End, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Open daily at 7 a.m., Cobblestone Cafe offers burgers, barbecue, salads, fries, milkshakes, seafood, and the very popular Snickerdoodle iced coffee. Delivery and catering are also available. Cobblestone Cafe, 227 Hanover Street in Boston. For more information, call 857-263-8057 or visit them online at cobblestonecafene.com. Located in Boston's North End holds one of our best-kept secrets, Antico Forno, ranked number nine of the top ten Italian restaurants around the world within the category of being one of the most authentic. With a welcoming family feel, it's hard to argue the experience you have when enjoying dinner at Antico Forno. Best known for their brick oven pizza, their world-class traditional cuisine does not fall far behind. Come enjoy dinner at Antico Forno and feel like part of the family. Open daily from 11.30 a.m. until 10 p.m. Call us today at 617-723-6733 or visit us at AnticoFornoBoston.com. Hey, this is James Woods and you are listening to Talk with Francesca. 
All right, we are back, and you are listening to Talk with Francesca, and we now have Bernadette Coughlin, who we have been discussing her case with David Hadass um, on the line. So welcome, Bernadette. Thanks for joining us here today on Talk with Francesca. Thank, thank you very much. So what's happening with you? How are you feeling, first of all? Oh, I'm feeling pretty good. Things are healing up pretty well. So just, you know, just kind of going day to day. And what have you been up to since you've been, you were fired? You, you haven't been able to find a job. Is that right? No, I haven't. I've, I've applied at many places. Um, I haven't been able to um, find employment yet. Um, I'm, you know, but I'll, I'll keep trying. Mm-hmm. Do you think because of what has transpired, do you feel like that is a contributing factor to you not being able to find work? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. I yeah. do think that because you can google somebody's name Mm. that it probably you know comes up pretty quickly of you know my situation but um that's okay i you know in the end i think if it helps somebody else it'll it it's it's still worth it i mean it's difficult but i think it's a it's something that's worth fighting for no i think so too um have any of your former co-workers voiced their support for you Oh, absolutely. I still, I, and I still hear from um, a lot of my employees. Ah, oh, it must be heart wrenching because you loved it that is. job. And David and I, I love, yeah, oh, I love the job. And, and, and I, and I loved my employees. We had a really, yeah, uh, he was close relationship. I was more of like a mom to them, you know, oh, than right. you know, just a boss. Right. That's what David was saying. And so, um, but you would never be able to go back there. Is that right? No. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I would have I would have gone back. You would have, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But not I now. That job that was the uh, probably the best job I ever had. So you wouldn't go back now because they wouldn't. You don't think that they would take you back, or because too much has happened now that's too much under the bridge that you couldn't, or why would you? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think that they would. Yeah, it's never it's never been an option. Yeah, for me it was it's never been brought up. Right. Um, but I but I would have. I, I would have gone back. So, okay, let's talk about Bernadette's bill. You know, you've somewhat become the inspiration, obviously, for this bill. Um, should <laughs> should it pass? What what do you plan on doing afterwards? If it passes? Yeah. I I hadn't haven't really thought about it. I guess. I mean, it would be so helpful to other people that if it does pass, it would make. It, it, w- it would make, you know, what I've been going through for almost a year now, it would make it all worthwhile to see that this couldn't happen to somebody else. I'd be extremely proud um, if it did and I was able to help somebody else in, in the same situation that I was in. It wouldn't happen to somebody else. So has this, like, triggered any kind of, like, post-traumatic stress or, you know, obviously it's it's you know, uh, it does a job on you mentally, but I mean, has this really affected you in a, in a more profound way where, you know, like you've had nightmares about it or, you know, any kind of trauma or anything? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually more than I thought that Mm. it would, um, I've had, um, um, I've been having, you know, some struggle struggles with anxiety. Yep. Obviously. Yep. Um, you know, the, the, all of a sudden, the you know no income and right. um yeah i yeah. moved i moved here to methuen for the job that's yep. the reason why i moved here mm-hmm. and nothing really keeping me and so you know i have to think about where i'm going to live 
what I'm going to do for work. And it has, I've mm. been having um, <sighs> some anxiety issues mm -hmm. a little bit, but I'm, I'm working through it. I'm, I'm strong. Um, I can, you know, we'll get through it. Yeah. And you have a very, very um, good lawyer, David Hadass. I mean, he's just, you know, he's very soothing, very calm guy. Isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he's great. He's yeah, great. He's I love a, he's a very yeah, he's a really he's he's a special guy. Um very. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um in July you reached out to the state's cannabis control commission for help. And even though they have no authority over private employers, how if so did they help your case? Well, when we met with them, I, I really don't think that there was anything that they could do, but I think they were willing to help in in um different areas I, I think by just keeping the keeping it open to mm. you know to um to try to change this in how that it you, you know people think that you know now that marijuana is is legal that people are going to be really irresponsible and i think that's extremely extremely important in in with them and, and what they had said also was that if you're an adult and you're doing something that's that's legal and it does not affect your job whatsoever that um right yeah that you shouldn't be able to be fired for that and i think that that's what the big thing is about this is that it's um that they shouldn't be able to do that to to somebody especially if there's absolutely no indication that that person has ever been impaired on the job uh -huh. And I think that's true for 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 everyone. Right. That and you know, if unless there's some question, which was never a question with me ever, because I never ever would have gone into work impaired ever. That um, there, that you know, we should be protected. Absolutely, it's like just because someone has a glass of wine in the evening doesn't mean that they you know can't work the next day. You know, I know. I remember. Absolutely. I remember once being on a. a uh, a flight I don't even know where I was going or coming I don't know but anyway I was sitting beside a pilot and he was saying that there needs to be eight hours from bottle to throttle you know um yeah. and um you know which is actually you know seems like it's plenty of time because I have no idea how much of the bottle <laughs> and what what what, <laughs> what they're drinking out of the bottle if it's one glass of wine two glasses maybe even but if you drank a you know gallon of scotch I don't know if eight, in eight hours it would be out of your system but but I would, I would probably think that you you probably wouldn't feel that well and yeah. maybe be a little shaky I would yeah <laughs> no kidding hey Bernadette what would you say has been your biggest lesson you've learned from this whole ordeal I think it I, I think at first it's it's funny because when this all when it first happened when when all of this first happened to me I was embarrassed mm, um yeah you know because yeah you know, isn't that amazing how when we don't do something wrong we can be made to feel shame Yes, and you know a lot of the um, of my employees were young kids, and, and I was afraid of what their parents would think mm. of me, mm. and and Aww. things like that. And and as the time went, and, and as time went on, I was completely convinced that I had not done anything wrong. I would never, uh, my job meant the world to me. I would never have done any anything to do anything you know against Sodexo or against the hospital or against the employees or, or anything like that and as the time went on I think I came a little bit more I, I guess maybe defiant that mm. I kept insisting I didn't do anything wrong Good I didn't you, do yeah. anything wrong so mm -hmm. I think the lesson is 
um, I think I'm, I might be stronger than I thought I was. Yeah. 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 This, you know, I mean, it's always hard when you're going through something to see the silver lining. Um, you know, and, and, and it's also can be very scary when you, you're in a situation like this, um, where you can kind of sort of downward spiral and start feeling worse and worse and be turning inward, you know, with that shame and that embarrassment and, you know, and, and some people just don't get through it. On the other hand, those more defiant types in essence, actually, you know, they not only grow from it, but can possibly, you know, and, and in your case, you're really going places with this with Bernadette's bill. Um, have you have you even considered working in the marijuana industry? I Anything is possible. I'm willing to learn something new and um, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think I, um, yeah, I, I think I applied at, I mean, I don't really know anything about that much about marijuana. <laughs> well, you do now. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning <laughs> because, you know, I'm not a, um, you know, people kind of, they like to kind of tease me and everything, you know, that, you know, I'm, you know, like a pothead or something, which it couldn't be the first, furthest thing from the uh. truth is because, you know, I'm, I've said it a million times. I'm just an old lady that, you know, likes to vape once in a while when I, when I've had a bad day at work. Yeah. So it can can chill you out. (laughs) Um, so we do need to take a short break, Bernadette. Um, but when we come back, um, I don't know if you're allowed to discuss it, but I'd be curious to know how your arbitration with Sodexo is going. So listeners stay with us here. Uh, we will be right back. Looking for a unique experience to dining? Rio Brazilian Steakhouse brings an authentic Brazilian flavor with a great atmosphere to the restaurant scene in Plymouth. The interior is warm and welcoming, and the buffet style offers a relaxed atmosphere while offering fine dining with the traditional rodizio style from Rio, the heart of Brazil. Come dine and watch your dishes being prepared and cooked over the grill. Plymouth's best-kept secret, Rio Brazilian Steakhouse offers a full buffet daily, along with wine and beer. Rio Brazilian Steakhouse is located at 318 Court Street in Plymouth and is open seven days a week. For an unforgettable experience from start to finish, visit them at riosteakhouserestaurant.com. You'll be glad you did. Every one of us will need a lawyer at some point in our lives, and if that point has already come for you, you know you need a good one. You need a qualified one, one who will defend your interests with exceptional knowledge and dedication. Luckily, I know where to find that lawyer. Whether your case involves real estate, employment, business law, or a governmental agency, David Hadass of Drone, Hit, and Hadass is ready to help. With broad experience throughout the Boston area, David specializes in civil litigation and appellate law. He's been named Massachusetts Super Lawyer and Top Business Litigator for four consecutive years by Boston Magazine. David represents large and small businesses as well as individuals. Find him online at drowanhit.com for more information to get started discussing your solution today. When you need legal representation, accept nothing less than the professional expertise of David Hadass of Drowan Hit and Hadass. Tides is beachside dining at its best all year round. 
Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room and the pub can't be beat, no matter what the season. Nominated for Best of the North Shore from North Shore Magazine for Best Alfresco Dining, Best Kid-Friendly Restaurant, Best Lobster Dinner, and Best Water View. Why would you go anywhere else? Whether you choose their dining room, a frosty pint at their bar, or a sun-drenched deck on Nahant Beach, they guarantee you great atmosphere with super food and service. Their menu is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out their drink menu for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with their state-of-the-art tap wines. They feature full-service lottery and kino. Tides is the place to watch any big game. They have over 20 HD TVs. At Tides, they specialize in casual dining with food that's just delicious, not pretentious. Tides is a fantastic restaurant anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. All right, you are listening to Talk with Francesca. I am speaking with Bernadette Coughlin, who was fired for smoking marijuana during her off hours she was injured on the job and they gave her a drug test and unfortunately the marijuana showed up in her system which we know can be in your system for quite some time and if i remember correctly in our first interview with marijuana and you can correct me if i'm wrong bernadette but it had been what four or five days since you had even smoked yes yeah yeah yes so um that's a big drag but anyway if you're allowed to discuss it how was your arbitration with sodexo going um, I, I guess, um, David, my, uh, attorney, uh, knows, you know, a lot more about this than I do, but, um, it's ongoing. I think it's set for June. Right. So that's, that's really pretty much all I know right now. Mm-hmm. So I do have a question for you. How do you personally know if you're not impaired to drive after smoking? Oh, I would I would never drive after smoking. Yeah, um, using and yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, I just just like saying, you know, even, you know, I mean, I would imagine that people would be driving very slowly. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not such a bad thing, you know. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, even you know, I mean, a glass of wine. I mean, that is it for me. Um, you know, and and I'll I'll have a glass of wine with dinner if I'm out, and then you know have a full glass of water, and then maybe a, a half an hour, forty five minutes later, if I'm driving, um, you know. But that is it. I mean, that is absolute, absolutely that is absolutely it for yep. me. Um, uh, oh yeah, I I can I completely agree. It's it you know in you know I, I don't like to bring up the age thing, but you know as you get older, yeah, stuff, you know what you, yeah, pretty, you know what your limitations are. You do you know. absolutely, you do, and it's it's you know, and I mean it's just plain stupidity, not to mention you know utterly dangerous for you and the other person. But yeah, I mean you know I just I just think that um, you know smoking and then driving. I'm sorry, I I, I am an avid, um, you know, I'm a big believer that that is just just deadly you know absolutely uh, absolutely because you know depending i i suppose it well of course you shouldn't at all but you know depending on how much people use and, and things like that and then getting behind the wheel is is absolutely wrong it absolutely should never happen it you know like with like you said with alcohol it you should not Mm-mm. Ever. No, no, no. Yeah and, the, yeah, and that was the thing. In my case, the only time that I ever did uh, use my vape pen was before bed. 
gives you know, good like, gives you a good night's sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. like I wouldn't take a you know like a melatonin and get behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, same mm-hmm. kind of scenario, I guess. Yep. All right, so we have um, just time for one more question, and I so much appreciate you being with us here today, Bernadette. Um, what have been some of the biggest misconceptions about you or about your situation that you've heard that you'd like to clear up today on the air? The things that I've heard is is that people question that I was impaired, at, that I was impaired at work, that, that somehow I had used marijuana during my shift or something, you know, something like that or um i should have known better you know i you, you know i i knew and 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 that i must have been impaired and i must have fallen because i was impaired that's what i've heard quite a bit that i fell because i was impaired from marijuana well i'm glad we cleared that up all right <laughs> bernadette coughlin thanks again for sharing your story lots Thank you so much. all right and lots of luck to you Thank you very much. All right. You take care. All right. We've got to wrap things up. You've been listening to Talk with Francesca. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, spread the word on social media. I'd love to hear from you. So drop me a note at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. See you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Don't try.